0: This is Mercy Harper, Writer for Research Services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today I'm here with John Tesmer, Executive Director of IT at APQC, to talk about the risk of hackable smart devices. Uh, So like most of us, I'm surrounded by smart devices every day. But other than the general thought that they're a little creepy, I haven't thought too much about the dangers they can pose. And then I learned that nine out of 10 smart devices send unencrypted information across the internet. And on any day, there are thousands of undetected hacks of smart devices in the U.S. alone. So that's why I'm here with John to learn more. So John, what is the cyber risk environment for organizations when it comes to smart devices?
1: It's big. Um, And it's big in ways that you probably don't consider you don't think about on a regular basis. Um, but let's just take a second and kind of define what we mean by smart devices, right? So obviously you have a smartphone, right? It's a you know some kind of device that you got from a mobile carrier. Um, you probably pay a subscription fee. it belongs to you personally. Uh, it may belong to your your uh, corporation or the company you work for uh, or the agency that you work for. You may have multiple smart devices for yourself as an individual. Um, Your family members also have these devices and beyond just those devices, you probably have other non-telecommunications devices in your home like an Alexa or uh, uh, Google, you know, whatever, uh, or some other, an Apple device or, you know, any other kind of device that sits around and just listens constantly uh, to what goes on in your home. You may also have uh, light switches or uh, plugs, smart plugs or smart devices. A lot of people have ring video cameras. Uh, there are even now CO2 sensors and, uh, you know, other kinds of sensors and, and switches and things that can do things on your behalf inside of your house. So knowing now that that's kind of like what a smart device is, it kind of lets you know a little bit more about the kind of data that we're talking about. when We say 9 out of 10 devices are sending unencrypted information. We're talking about things like your physical location. We're talking about the temperature in your home. We're talking about whether or not your front door is locked. We're talking about if there is somebody in a room uh, or who actually might be in that room. So these are you know the kind of data and the kind of uh, devices that we're talking about. Now we've talked a lot about consumer grade devices and consumer, uh, you know, technology, but most every single professional I know has been working from home for the past year and the work from home movement is not really going to slow down. There will continue to be people working from home. Uh, and it's sort of a. You know, Two different things, two different waves rising to a crescendo and they crash and then all of a sudden there's a huge bigger wave that's generated. But the, the wave of people that are bringing their corporate devices home and working at home on these insecure networks combined with all of these home devices on literally the same local area network is kind of the disaster that a lot of people are concerned about.
0: That definitely sounds creepy, and I'm thinking about right now how I have a smart garage door, and like, yeah. do I even need that? And it's probably just sending information about whether my garage door is open. Um, yeah. So these things are vulnerable, but who is hacking into them, and what are they really
1: doing? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um what you find is that there's two major kind of actors, if you will, in in the threat landscape. Um, there's the state actors. Uh, the, these are basically intelligence agencies uh, around the world that are um, represented by the the government or the state that they work for. Uh, and then there are like crime syndicates. Uh, these are you know the modern day equivalent of the mob, basically. Um, And then you have kind of the underlings that report back or work for both of those kinds of actors. Uh, And in all of these cases, in my experience what I've seen, most of the actors that are at play here are not looking necessarily for one big score. Uh, What they're looking to do is establish a footprint or collect information that will help them to achieve access in some other sort of lateral or horizontal move.
0: Right, so I'm thinking about how I know we've we've faced some attacks here at APQC or attempts at attacks, yeah, so I'm wondering if you could kind of walk me through how that comes in and and what could happen if they got the information they were seeking.
1: sure, so um, real things that that we've seen uh, range from the benign like the the relatively benign where someone has um, you know, clicked a, a nefarious link and, and uh, you know, immediately closed it down uh, before taking any action uh, beyond that to, to something even more sinister where somebody's actually installed an app on their phone uh, or installed a program on their computer that has actively created a backdoor uh, that allows remote command and control of their system. So, you know, we, the vectors are infinite there's there 's literally no way to protect uh every system and every endpoint and every uh you know piece of piece of infrastructure out there uh We can do our best uh, but you know the the threat surface changes literally in to the minute as new devices are added, devices are removed, patches are updated, patches are changed, um, you know, access is granted or removed from individuals or systems. It just it's it's a constantly shifting landscape uh of how these things kind of manifest. But uh the the best practices that that we see uh in terms of, of protecting or defending is really just defense in depth uh and and trying to be cognizant of um of the environment that we're we're operating in. And a lot of times it's kind of like the the old loosely li- loose lips sink ships kind of mentality where uh you know being careful about what you collect, what data you have, what data you manage, um, you know, how how it's exposed. Uh and then of course protecting that through various layers of protection is, is really what we see as people kind of deal with it.
0: And I would think that one of the important layers that you're talking about would be the front line of the the employees themselves. Um, so could you tell Absolutely. us about yeah. how how to you know get people to care about this and <laughs> understand their their role and what they can really do? You know, a lot some people some people think they're they're so smart they would see it right away.
1: Other oh people gosh! Think there's
0: no chance this would ever happen to me. <laughs> My company's dumb and doesn't matter. You know, but as you've described these, uh, you know, these hackers are, are going for everything. Little pieces add up to a lot in their world. So how do we get, how do we get employees to do their part?
1: So um, I, th- I think there's probably a pithy phrase in here, some kind of you know witty saying we can say, but I- I'd summarize it to to just educate, right? So every employee needs to know that um, corporate information uh, is the equivalent of modern day toxic waste, uh, and you want as little of it around you as possible. Um, so if someone is able to compromise a device that has no fruitful benefit on it and and doesn't allow the kind of privilege escalation or lateral movement to other systems, then it's a dead end, right? Um, the opposite of that situation is a device that has a customer database that got exported for analytics, right? Somebody's working on a dashboard. They wanted to export a list of all the customers. Uh, so now it's on somebody's OneDrive, and therefore it's on their cell phone. And that cell phone is on their home network, and that home network just got compromised. And the next thing you know, your customer database is for sale on the dark web. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff is, you know, a, a good representation of how it works not at all criticizing OneDrive in any way, shape or form. It could happen to anybody. Um, but uh, that's just a common kind of path of how things work. Um, so again, education, if if I'm an employee, uh, I need to be made to understand that you know, information is very valuable to us as an organization. It's the lifeblood of what we do. That's the refined nuclear fuel, right? It keeps our organization going and powered. But the minute that it leaves its containment vessel, it is now toxic waste, and it has Detrimental effects, not only to the person carrying it, but to the environment around them. I mean, it's literally, uh, just, you gotta be really, really super careful with it. Um, and, and literally every single person has a role to play in the organization. If you have credentials to your organization in any way, shape, or form, you are a steward of your organization's information. You are responsible for maintaining the security of it uh, in, in lots of different ways. So. Yeah,
0: (laughs) absolutely. And I think uh, just one more question for you. I wanted to ask about, you know, it's a powerful message you you send here. I wanted to ask about how you get that out to employees. I I, I remember a a training, like an interactive training that you did. Maybe you can talk (laughs) about that.
1: Yeah. um, So we 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 do regular trainings here at APQC for employees and we we do one annually around uh information security and uh and um and sort of maintaining the the infrastructure for security and things like that. And the one we did in January was kind of fun. We had a lot of music and it was all like cyberpunk themed and you know, had lots of cool visuals and stuff like that. People were really engaged in it. We got a lot of good feedback about it because it also brought home the message that it's about you and your data, right? Your identity, your Visage, you know who you are. Your digital footprint is worth something on the black market. It's worth something out there in the world. And you know, not only do you have to protect APQCs or your organization's data, but you really should do a better job of protecting your own data and making sure that you yourself aren't, uh, you know, exposed in some way.
0: Absolutely, I love tying to that that personal message because people are, especially after a year um, being cooped up inside and working remotely, we're all starting to think about. Our, 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 digital footprint and who's yeah. looking at it and who's making money off of it. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, John.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Awesome. Well, once again, I'm Mercy Harper. Thanks for joining us for this APQC podcast. Please go to APQC.org to learn more and have a great rest of your day.